you're listening to the Calm Mind Confident Life podcast, full of guided meditations, relaxation audios, and an abundance of tips from inspiring people around the globe. This podcast is here to help you cultivate calm and embrace the power and freedom of believing in yourself. With your host and founder of Value Your Mind, Natalie Keeley. Welcome back to the show, everyone. So this week, I have an extra special show for you all as I'm talking to the wonderfully knowledgeable Nikki Clinch. Nikki is a transformational coach and healer, but she also has many, many other strings to her bow, which she talks about in this episode. So some of the things that we chatted about in this show are about her journey through addiction, um, also the importance of living in a compassionate way for yourself, and also how to reconnect back to your true self. Now, that's pretty difficult to do when you're feeling full in your mind, or your life's a bit chaotic in any way, um, or you're just feeling pretty low in yourself. But Nikki shares some really, really interesting points and super helpful tips on how to do this even when you're in a pretty bad place. Now before we get going, I just wanted to mention, for those who don't already know, we now have an online community for this podcast. And in this community, we'll be diving a little bit deeper into that calm mind, confident life vibe. And we'll also, very excitingly, have some guests from the show, which will be available on there to ask any questions that you might have. So if this interests you at all, you will be able to find the link to the community Facebook group, either on the show notes or just in the podcast description. So without further ado, I really hope you enjoy this episode and I will now hand over to Nikki. Hi, everybody. Hi, Natalie. Thank you so much for having me on today. Oh, pleasure is mine. Um, So I wanted to kick things off just by letting the listeners know what it is that you do and why I think you're so wonderful. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) That sounds good to me, too. (laughs) Um, So I work as a transformational life coach um, and a counsellor, but uh, I suppose my training and the sort of perspective and viewpoint that I come from is slightly different. So I've trained in oriental medicine. I've trained in a philosophy called macrobiotics, which is from Eastern, um, it's from Chinese medicine. So my original training was I I, I learned oriental diagnosis, um, learning how to work with our health and our well-being from a more natural healing perspective and an eastern perspective how to use food to restore balance not just in our physical body but in our emotional well-being and mind Um, and I've also trained as an emotional counselor so with that you know for me it's not just what we eat that affects how we feel or the kind of exercise that we do that affects how we feel, but also our emotional and our mental well-being. And, and actually, it's all three areas that I work with to create and restore alignment and balance and empowerment. You know, I think that the way that we feel affects the way that we eat and the way that we eat affects the way that we feel, the way that we move our body affects everything else so actually all of it impacts each other um 
And the reason why I do this, excuse me, is because these are the three areas that I've had to really work on for my own personal journey. And and so I see people one-to-one in mentor transformational coaching. I lead um, quite large um, workshops and and transformational workshops, and I and I leave retreats, um, and yeah, and then I'll come on here and I'll give interviews like this to try and, and connect with with more people as much as I can. The reason that I thought it'd be really useful to talk to you is because I think what you do in terms of thinking about really connecting with your heart center and kind of I don't know getting back to the root of who you are I think that really is important especially in this day and age when there's so much kind of information out there and so much kind of it's almost sensory overload of all the stuff that we're absorbing that sometimes actually we can get a bit lost in the journey or lost and can't really connect back to who we are or what we want yeah I mean I think it's it's probably the most fundamental part of of real transformation and to really feel at whole and um and at home in yourself is that you know i think we live in a world where where we're constantly being fed answers what's the next answer if we do this then we'll get the answers if we if we drink this then we're going to be fixed if we just follow this one routine then everything's going to be okay but all of that stuff even though those things will help us feel better it still keeps us outside of ourselves the work that I love to do and I think is probably the most fundamental part of what I do is helping particularly women come back to a connection to to themselves to not just how they feel or what they need or what they dream of or what they want but actually who they authentically are um, before all the negative beliefs start getting built on top of that or before the ideas and the stories that we think that we learn along the way you know Mm. the way the best way to describe it is is that you know I've come from quite a difficult story you know 20 years ago I was a drug addict and and an alcoholic and 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 I had a really bad eating disorder and people who knew me then wouldn't recognize me when they if they were to meet me now and actually my Mm. husband still can't quite believe that I was once that that girl, mm. and and a lot of people will say to me, "Gosh, Nikki, over the twenty years, you've changed so much. How did you do it? How did you do it?" And I always say the same answer: Actually, I haven't changed. <laughs> mm. Actually, what's happened is I've come. I'm actually more me now than I than I was then. Mm. I'm more me now than I've ever been able to be. And and so, really, over the twenty years. For me, it's been very much about coming back home to who I authentically was before before all the stories and the ideas and the negative um, beliefs got built on top of that and the experiences. Mm. And I believe that this is possible for everybody, everybody mm. to come back into alignment to who they authentically are. Yeah, and it's and I think it's really kind of powerful that actually you've come from such a kind of dark place to be able to do that or such a kind of negative space to be able to do that. Because I think sometimes people hear people talking about 
you know, connecting back to who you are and finding calm and confidence. And they kind of sometimes think, okay, that, I don't think that's very authentic because what have you been through? You know, what about when you're in those really tricky times? Like it's pretty difficult to then get back to that place, you know? Yeah. So the fact that you've got that story that you can, you can kind of show and prove that actually it's worked for you and you've done it, I think is really important and powerful. Yeah, I mean, and I think really what's the heart and root of it is, is is this relationship that we have with ourselves. That actually it all comes back to the same thing, is how how is the relationship that we have with ourselves? How how do we listen to ourselves? How do we speak to ourselves? How do we do we trust ourselves? Do we feel that we are or are not worthy? Because at the end of the day, whatever we do on the outside isn't going to really change how we feel on the inside. Mm. But actually, if we can start from the inside out and we can actually deepen this relationship that we have with ourselves based on trust, based on listening, based on, on honoring and taking care, then, then that is like the anchor to mm. everything. So, you know, yes, I've come from pretty horrific story but life is still life you know over the last 20 years I've had really I've had life happen you know I've, I've lost babies I've lost homes I've, I've lost relationships and the one thing that is consistent through all of that is me and so how how is how is the anchor is the anchor in <laughs> do, mm. do I have a relationship with myself based on a place of love and, and trust so that no matter what life throws up throws at us we don't get completely unrooted um, mm. that we can come come back to something solid and safe each time and that's mm. kind of what I really believe in yeah and I think that's really nice I always use the word anchor because if you're anchoring to things outside of you then those things can change and move and you you know you have no control over everything that's outside of you but if you anchor to what's inside of you, you have a lot more control to to manage that and it will always be there. Absolutely. And, you know, all the, you know, I, I, I very much promote, you know, moving body and, and eating um, well and, and self-care and all these beautiful, lovely acts that we do. But at the same time, let's do it, you know, the, all of that is to feed the inner work. All of that is to feed to feed to feed how how we think about ourselves and how we how we want to take care of ourselves you know sadly what i see a lot happening at the moment is 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 people using the outside stuff almost to reaffirm that what they feel about themselves on the inside is that they're not enough mm. um, and so nothing really changes or it may highlight you know how 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 they don't feel enough anyway and 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 so you know people come to work with me and you know they'll see that I don't give any prescriptive anything that actually first we need to we need to go in and mm. to, we need to look inwards how, how are you doing how are you feeling what mm. what's going on for you you know mm. when you talk about calm and confidence um I don't think that you can you can gift someone calm or gift someone confidence that actually calm and confidence comes becomes so much part of yourself or can be become part of yourself the more that you actually trust yourself 
Mm. And take care of yourself and listen to yourself. That actually the calm and confidence then becomes, it can become part of, you know, the result of of, of that inner work that comes. I'm I'm interested to know kind of when you, if you have a client, I guess that comes and they they feel like they're very kind of disconnected from that inner calm and confidence. Mm. What's the first things that you might do with them? <clears throat> well. This morning I had a client come in um, and she feels very disconnected. Um, and I can see as well, because I work with energy and I and um, I, I kind of am able to see when somebody is really disconnected from themselves energetically as well. I, mm. My first thing for to call is to get them to close their eyes, uncross their legs, put their feet on the ground um, so that there's no real distraction and to bring their breath back into the lower part of their belly so that the energy drops back down into the body that actually for me I really believe that real transformation happens in the body not just the mind Mm. Um, so I want to bring them back into their body and then once they drop into their body through breath and slowing down um, they can I'll guide them in, in meeting themselves where they are and I'll say you know now that you're in your body, what do you feel? Where, what's coming up for you? What, what sensations are there? Um, what emotions are there? And, and slowing them right down so that they can actually reconnect to what's actually going on for them. Because so much of what goes on in the mind is, is noise. It's, we can be in our head and be completely disconnected from our body. Mm. Uh, and a lot of the mind is programming um, that we've learnt from somewhere or something else. But uh, there's so much truth that can happen in the body. The, our emotions lie there, our memories, sense memories, of past experiences lie in the body. And, and so really to help someone come back to themselves is, is to slow them right back down into the moment so that they can connect to the experiences that are going on for them in the body. Mm, mm. Um, and then whatever then comes up I'll, I'll help guide them through that either maybe they need to feel something or, or remember something or, or process something um, that's yeah and I will take it from there really. mm. and it's that it sounds like um, a lot of your work and I know you did a post this morning about it but a, a lot of your work seems to be around kind of surrendering and almost accepting how things are in this moment, whether they're okay or not okay. And you, I know you said, you know, in your post that it's okay not to be okay. And I, I just thought that was kind of a really um, helpful way of thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of the spiritual teachers will say, um, the big spiritual t- teachers like Eckhart Tolle will, will say similar things. You know, it's not so much the experiences that we have that cause the problems. It's the judgments that we make about them. Yeah, it's the identifications that we make about them. So let's say this morning I'm I'm six months well I am I'm six months pregnant. I was very hormonal this morning. I'm very tearful. I've been working really hard. I'm launching a big new project right now, and you know I had a lot of tears come, and I and I and I had a good hug with my husband, and while well, he listened to me, now the experience itself wasn't really a problem. Now, you know, 10 years ago, I would have sat there judging myself for feeling that way. Oh, I shouldn't feel this way. Um, oh, you're, 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 you're 
bonkers or you should need so much or should, you should want so much. You need to pull yourself together. And that is where the problems start, start, mm. start coming up. It's, it's not sadness. Feeling sadness is not, is not the problem. It's not mm. always comfortable, but it's not the problem. It's, it's, what, we, it's what we make it mean. You know, mm. um, you know, I think so often we get taught that we should be positive and happy all the time. Mm. <laughs> and, and so I keep meeting all these people that are, I'm being positive, I'm being positive, I'm being positive. But inside, it's like, you know, it's like you see the swan on the lake that's on the outside, that's really calm, and then there are the feet paddling underneath. Now, really, you know, real joy real calm comes from actually accepting the truth mm. when, when we judge it or resist it or push it away it, it's only going to get stronger yeah I think um, there's um there's a there's a quote by someone that they and I can't remember who it is off, offhand but it talk it's about a kind of uh, about non-attachment and the importance of recognizing that actually these thoughts or experiences that we have they are just that we don't need to attach ourselves to them and it's only when we attach ourselves to them that we almost become um that's when the turmoil starts or that's when the kind of unhappiness comes but exactly yeah it's like I'm feeling sad right now therefore I am weak yeah or maybe I binged on chocolate last night therefore I'm a failure you know it's not actually the chocolate it's not actually the sadness. It's the identification and the judgment of what we've made it mean about who we are. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was the addict, my story and my belief about who I was is I was, am I allowed to swear on you? <laughs> I, I was the fuck up. You know, that was my identification. And so I was the fuck up. I was the fuck up in family. I was the fuck up in life. Um, and then, of course, that's who I start to believe I am. Everything I try and do, if I try to change something, um, I would probably sabotage it because it wouldn't, if for me to succeed, wouldn't match up with that identification. Mm. Now, actually, I didn't necessarily need to be identified as the fuck up. What I was doing, the behavior, what, was what I was, was my behavior, but it wasn't who I was. It's mm. not who I am. It was just what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Do you, because um, that reminds me a bit of the um, narrative that we tell ourselves. And I know from my personal experience, when I'm going through difficult times, like you said, and I end up kind of yeah getting caught in this narrative. But the moment that I switch it and kind of start telling myself, okay, well, I'm in this situation because of, the, and, you know, think about the positive reasons. It really, really helps. Yes, and yeah, I think that's like you were saying, that kind of narrative that we tell ourselves is just so, so important. It's absolutely, it's just, it's the heart and core of everything. Mm. I mean, I, it's so simple, but it is so powerful. Like I, I know that I'm able to live the life I have today, free of all the addictions that used to com completely define me, um, because I believe that I am a worthwhile human being mm. I have love for myself now I just that one fundamental belief I don't want to do those things to hurt myself anymore. it's mm. not that I took a magic pill that made that took it all away I genuinely did not want to do that 
and it is this narrative like there's this very simple exercise I give to clients who come to work with me um, and I'll say at the end of the day sit down and write write these three questions and write the answers to them every single night before you go to sleep the first one is what did I do well today and then they list what they did well mm-hmm. the second one is what took courage and they list what took courage and the third one is what what could I learn for next time now those just simple questions completely brings your perspective back to honoring what you did well like how how you've actually you know shown courage that day even if you were crying even if you were fearful even if you made mistakes it takes courage to feel your feelings it takes courage to look at things honestly and it just brings back that narrative about yourself to always that you're doing the best that you can Mm-hmm. and that's because that's the misconception isn't it is that sometimes when we're not doing when we're feeling like things aren't going very well it's because we're not doing our best but actually we're always with every moment that comes we're doing the best that we can within that moment I truly believe that I mean I I, I really really believe that I think mm. that we are doing the best that we can with the information we have at the time mm-hmm. you know? uh, and we, it, as we continue to, if we can be courageous and to c- keep continue learning, then we will learn more, we'll learn more about ourselves and learn more um, knowledge. And as we learn more, then we have more choices to, to do things differently. Mm. Um, I'll go back to the same um, sort of example, you know, me as the addict, that what I, instead of thinking that I was this messed up human being, actually, I was actually trying to solve a problem by taking all the drugs. I was trying to solve a problem, and the problem was that I was in pain. Now, at the time, I didn't have the tools or the understanding or the knowledge of how to do it differently. I was actually doing the best that I could. Um, And now, thankfully, I have other tools. I have Mm. other, other ways to process things. Um, so we are, we're always doing the best that we can with the information we have at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so can we, can we give ourselves a, a bit of a break? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it really is about that, isn't it? It's about that kind of just, you know, accepting that actually we are good enough in this moment. We are doing the best that we can. And like, let's just take this day or, you know, if it's a bad day, just take this day or take this moment or whatever it is, just to kind of just allow yourself to just to have that bad day. Yeah. And actually, the moment you do that, it stops being a bad day. It's really, in- I just said this to this client this morning. She was really struggling with really intense sugar cravings. And I said, well, in, instead of looking at your sugar craving and going, oh, it's bad, I need to immediately get rid of it. Why don't we acknowledge that you, there is a part of you that is really needing that comfort. Mm. So let's try and listen to that, to it. And how can we feed it and take care of it in a way that's actually going to take care of it? So mm. can you give yourself permission to be someone that needs that? And the moment we give ourselves permission to be where we are, it stops being a bad day. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Because, you know, I, I, I find if I'm fighting, I suppose, like, you know, I, I wake up and I'm, maybe I'm in a bad mood or something's happened, like I'm going through a stressful time in my life or whatever, and 
and I, the moment I'm, I, I fight it and I think, right, I'm going to put on this face and I'm going to be the, you know, this confident, upbeat person, or I don't know, I'm going to a party or a social thing. And I'm like putting on this face of like, things are all good and great. You know, mm. it's the moment I feel so much more disconnected. And actually it's like, it starts this vicious circle where I feel like, mm. um, out more out of control, you know? Yes. And that is exactly it. Coming back to this calm and confidence, um, topic you know we actually it it actually makes it harder we feel more out of control more panicky because we're not because we're actually now using all our energy to resist and ignore what's actually really there Mm. um and it can that's i think one of the fundamental things that causes anxiety is really anxiety is 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 a a Western societal label for for fear. Mm. Anxiety is just fear. We're feeling fear about something, sometimes intense fear. Um, now, you know, there's a reason that that fear is coming up. Maybe it's something that we need to pay attention to. Can we can we listen to it? Can we acknowledge it? Is there something that needs to be taken care of? If we ignore it and keep pushing it away, it will develop into more and more intense anxiety mm-hmm. um, and you know the fear may be something old from the past but it still needs attention it's like this girl's sugar craving the sugar craving for the Yorkie bar <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. not, it's not about the Yorkie bar I'm telling you that there's a, that you there's your body or your being or your heart is trying to tell you something mm-hmm. what is it that you really need and can we pay attention mm-hmm. to what that is what what do you, would you think i guess about um say for example for you today um when it is one of those those bad days or, or one of those days where things aren't going as well um in our minds i suppose um but you still have to get on with your day you like you've had to do like you still have to work and you still have to do all these things yeah. what would you suggest in that kind of situation because i guess i'm just thinking like you, you don't want to fake it and you don't want to yeah you know because we're talking about that how that makes us feel more disconnected more out of control but yeah yeah. I mean I think I mean I have a handful of tools that I I've just become so accustomed to going back to so you know if I if if my mind is in that thinking thinking place um this morning it wasn't so much it was more emotional and hormonal but if let's say I was in a time when I've really got that negative voice coming in um my, my one is, well, there's so many, not good enough. Um, then I will, there are a handful of things that I will do. So I, I journal. So I'll get my journal out. And, and what I love about journaling, even if it's just for five minutes, the moment my pen hits the page, um, I feel connected again. Mm. Um, a teacher used to say to me that um, the ink on the page is like a, an extension of our truth of our of our heart onto the page mm. so it's very different to typing on a laptop or on your phone when you actually write something it's very hard for the truth not to come out <laughs> yeah so the moment I hit pen to paper I start feeling more connected uh, more in the moment and uh, and also more listened and heard to as in I'm, I'm I'm actually seeing and acknowledging myself I may usually I the stinking thinking comes because there are some emotions underneath that I'm struggling to feel. Mm. 
So the journaling will help me reconnect back to what's really going on. Mm. Um, if it's really, really bad, the noise in my head, then I would, I may check it out with someone, someone I trust. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'll talk it through with my husband or I'll call a friend who I really trust, who knows how to really listen. Um, and what it would normally do, just these two simple acts would help me reconnect to what's really going on underneath. Mm. So usually the stinking thinking will come up when underneath I feel very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. um, maybe I've lost confidence in myself. And so then once I get in touch with the truth, it's like, well, how can I take care of that? Like this morning I was, you know, I, 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 I asked my husband if he could sit with me for a bit and I had a really good, good heart to heart with him. And I just felt really fed by being listened to and then mm -hmm. being given a really big hug. Now I still feel really vulnerable today. Um, but I can still do my work as vulnerable Nikki. Yeah. I don't need to be superwoman today. And, and that takes the pressure off. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you, Nikki. Um, just to end, God, it's gone so quickly. <laughs> I know. Um, but just to end, is there any kind of last tips or um, strategies or any kind of books or anything like that that you would recommend for people listening? I think, you know, that if I were to sort of say my top three or to five tools, um, not so much strategies, but definitely tools, um, I would say bring journaling as part of your life. Yeah. Introduce it as a daily part of your life. Um, just to give you that self-awareness, the more that we can develop self-awareness and an inner dialogue with ourselves, the more we will be able to stay in tune with where we are and what we need. That in itself can really create a, an inner safety um, and more freedom of choices and how to take care of ourselves. I think daily meditation, um, and I think the word meditation has quite a lot attached to it these days. Oh yeah, definitely. It doesn't necessarily, this doesn't mean you have to sit and be enlightened for 10, yeah. 20 minutes every day. I love to keep it simple. Can we just sit and breathe? Mm. Really, just sit still mm. and breathe and be with yourself and breathe for 10 to 20 minutes every day. Um, and sometimes I say to my clients, actually, even just, you know, meditation doesn't could come in the form of going for a walk in a way, Absolutely. you know. Yeah. I mean, also, I, I was going to say cooking for me as well. You know, you don't have to yeah. be master chef or gourmet, yeah. but can you just get in the kitchen and make cut vegetables and make a soup? You know, for me, that can be just as powerful as meditation. It brings me yeah. back to the moment, slows me down, and I create something nourishing for myself as well. Yeah. Um, and how can, is that, do we need to move our body or reconnect with our body? Um, this is not about getting on a treadmill or, or working out, but is there, have we disconnected from our body by, by being in our head? And, um, can we go for a walk or can we have a stretch or can we just breathe? Um, that will help us reconnect to the body, which the moment we're back in the body, we're back in the moment. And that, yeah. That in itself will help any kind of extreme fear or panic going on. Yeah. yeah. Um, so these are kind of just fundamental tools that I I continue to come back to <laughs> yeah. all the time. 
Well, they're great. They're, they're things that kind of can, people can start applying straight away as well. Um, that, you know, there's no kind of stress that's related to those. They can kind of just get on with it in their own way, find their own way through it. And it can really help, I think. Yeah. And all of them really bring you back to the same place, which is you. Yeah. All of them bring you back to connecting to you. Yeah. So, and, and that's the important part, isn't it? <laughs> yeah exactly oh well thank you so much Nikki it's been that you've shared so much in um half an hour so really oh. really helpful if people want to find you where would they find you well you can head over to my website uh www.nikkiclinch.com um and you can find me on instagram uh nikki underscore clinch um and you'll find everything there I mean on my website is all my um always of working with me and other lots of blog um, articles and recipes as well um, and I tend to share quite a lot of my heart on Instagram as well if, if, if that would be helpful for you <laughs> yeah it's, it's definitely helpful for me so I'm sure it's thank helpful you. for anyone thank you thank you so much well, what a lovely conversation that was with Nikki. I so enjoyed picking her brain about these really important topics on how to connect back to your true self and living with compassion for yourself. If you're interested in anything that we talked about, then Nikki has an amazing new coaching package called Homecoming, which is now up on her website. So if you're interested, just head over to her website. And as always, everything that she talked about, including the link to her website and the top tips that she shared are all in the show notes. So just head there to get that information. If you have any questions at all, don't forget to head over to the community Facebook group and you can ask anything you want in there to do with the show. So until next time, I hope you all have a very confident, calm and of course, self-empowered week. Mm-hmm.